I'm Heidi Harris. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, although I may cut back to twice a week because they've increased my live radio show weekdays. Now it's going to be 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. It was 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Now it's going to be weekdays, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on 670 a.m. KMZQ. So I may cut back the podcast to twice a week, but I'm continuing to do it because many of you have asked me to do it. And sometimes I talk about topics that are different than what I talk about on the radio show. Sometimes they're a little bit similar. It just depends on the particular situation. So join me weekdays. For my live radio broadcast, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. at 6.70 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. All right, a couple of things I want to mention. This is kind of crazy. This is out of San Francisco. And this is from The Guardian, which if you read British news, you understand The Guardian is a liberal newspaper, okay, news site. Here's the headline. Why is San Francisco covered in human feces? (laughs) The subtitle is, people aren't pooping on the streets because they unlearned basic hygiene. Rather, the incidents reflect shameful levels of inequality in the city. Okay. Uh, They talk in this article about the poop in the streets, how over the past 10 years, complaints about human waste have increased 400%. They say people now call the city 65 times a day to report poop, 14,597 calls in 2018 alone, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, we get the basic point. But this guy, Nathan Robinson, who writes for The Guardian, seems to think that the homeless problem is mainly because the people in San Francisco can't afford to live indoors because a studio apartment is going to cost you $2,500. But, you know, here's the thing. It might be expensive to live indoors in San Francisco. Then you go someplace else where you can live indoors. I know that's a basic point, so I'm going to say it slowly again. If you can't afford to live in a nice place a two- or three-bedroom house in San Francisco, then you go move to somewhere where you can afford a studio apartment. Go move to Barstow. Go move to Fresno. I don't know. Any place else. The problem with homelessness is not the fact that the people there don't understand that they can't afford an apartment. The problem with the homelessness is many people who are homeless don't want to do what you and I do in order to live indoors. They don't want to follow the rules that you and I follow to live indoors. I don't care how tough my life got, I would not be pooping on the streets of any town in America. Now, one thing people don't like to talk about is the fact that when you are living a decent life, when I say decent, I don't necessarily mean you make a lot of money, but you're a decent person, you follow the rules of society, you have relationships with family, friends, that kind of stuff. When you have that kind of life, generally you have a place to go if things are terrible. Anyone can have tough times. Anyone can have circumstances beyond their control that knock them flat on their butt, financially or health-wise or whatever it might be. If you've lived a decent life, you'll have somebody who will take you in, at least temporarily, maybe family, and some people have crappy families, I get that, but maybe friends, some kind of network of people who will help you out when you're quote-unquote down on your luck. Now, I'm a big believer in the fact that that's kind of a fake expression, down on your luck. I really haven't seen many people who are. I think most people who are quote-unquote down on their luck are people who've created their own bad luck, but that being said... I do believe that most people who've lived good lives have a place to go. So most homeless people don't tend to do that. You know, we're not talking about the mentally ill ones, but most people who are homeless, they just would rather drink, they'd rather take drugs, they'd rather stay out in the streets, and there are tons and tons of available resources for them. We pay huge amounts on our tax bills right here in Clark County 
for the homeless people. There are all kinds of things that are available to them if they choose to go indoors, give up the booze, and come in at a reasonable hour and things like that. They don't want to do that. And why we continue to kowtow to these people and let them take over every aspect of society is beyond me. Now, this writer for The Guardian goes on to say, that another problem with the poop on the streets is a lack of restroom access. I'm sorry. If I'm a business owner, I'm not going to have a parade of homeless people in there crapping in my bathroom. I'm not going to allow it. There's a reason they don't allow people to do it. Most of the time, let's say you're a small coffee shop or something. You probably don't have a cleaning staff. You only have somebody who's working in the building doing something else. So if somebody comes in and completely destroys your bathroom or leaves a big yucky mess, who's going to clean it up? you got to call some service. It's not like a hotel or a casino where they've got people 24-7 on the bathroom. So it just that's not the issue. That is not the issue. They're also saying, this particular writer in The Guardian, uh, Nathan Robinson, says that... Uh, 7,500 homeless residents have no chance of finding accommodation in a city where a studio apartment costs 2,500 a month. Yes, they do. There are all kinds of facilities open to them in every city in the country, whether it be the Salvation Army, whatever. There are places people could go. They don't choose to. That's an issue. And this writer goes on to say, this kind of inequality demands a radical solution. Mm -hmm. A better plan may simply be that the city should build housing itself. No. That's the last thing the city needs to do. Now, what would be nice is if all these liberals who are bleeding hearts, I should say, who allow all these homeless people to take over everything while they live behind their walled compounds, if those people would take in one homeless family, if every liberal person would buy some, you know, little trailer or something, put it on their property, and let a homeless person live there, they could probably solve the problem overnight. But once again, that problem wouldn't be solved because a lot of the homeless people want to congregate where they can hang around and beg people for money, for booze and drugs and everything else. And I'll tell you what, anybody who hands a person a dollar out of the window of a car is doing nothing but perpetuating the problem. I saw a young man the other day at the intersection of 15 and Sahara. So I get off the freeway at Sahara there, northbound, and I'm on the fifth, you know, where the 15 is. Young man, young. He looked pretty clean, too. He's probably 20-something years old, standing there with a whatever, will work for food sign or need money or whatever. And I'm thinking, there's a Chick-fil-A about 300 yards from you, my friend, who I guarantee would give you a job if you'd actually go over there and try to get one. There are car washes, there are car dealerships up Sahara who would probably happily hire somebody who would wash the cars, detail the cars, do whatever. There are jobs out there if you want them. But this young man would rather stand there on the street and beg people for money. A young, clean, healthy, able-bodied person standing there bumming money from people on the street. How embarrassing. There was a time that was embarrassing. These people were called hobos and tramps and bums. And nowadays, oh no, they're just homeless people. Like it's some kind of dignified thing. In America, there are options. Now for the mentally ill, that's different. There are people who are mentally ill. I understand that. And we do need services for them. But they're out there too. The problem is somebody who's mentally ill, you can't force them to take drugs. I had a relative like that who had uh, probably schizophrenia. You can't make him take his drugs. You can't force that on an adult over 18 years old. So there's that whole aspect. But most people who are homeless just choose to live outside the norms of society. That's why they're living where they are. Many of them have family and friends. How often do you hear about somebody who winds up dead on the railroad tracks or something, and they track down their family, and they found out that their family's been looking for them for 10 years and hasn't been able to find them? 
because they've chosen to get away from their family. This is a very common theme. Folks want to live outside the norms of society. Even if you came from a really bad family, and I know some people who have, or family that kicked you out when you were a teenager or whatever. I get that. I understand that. That doesn't mean you can't make a decent life. That doesn't mean you have to live underneath a bridge bumming money off of people. And it's interesting, too, because often restaurants will say, don't feed the pigeons, and they'll have a sign. Even parks around town will say, don't feed the pigeons. Why don't they want you to feed the pigeons? Because the pigeons hang around. Yet the ACLU will fight for people's right to feed the homeless folks there. What happens if you're handing out free sandwiches? The homeless are going to be hanging around there. And that gets a big duh. Did you know that on your property taxes, you already pay two different funds? You pay into a fund for assistance to indigent persons. That's the first one. And the second one is the Indigent Accident Fund. Well, who's going to be paying into that? That's probably people who wind up at, uh, you know, the county hospital and whatnot, sometimes are homeless people. Bottom line, we're already paying into various things that help the homeless people. Building more housing for folks who don't want to follow the rules that living indoors will require isn't going to do anything for anybody. That's the problem. And that's what's happening in San Francisco. Once again, if you can't afford to live in San Francisco, and listen, I can't, plenty of people can't afford to live in San Francisco, then you move somewhere where you can actually afford it. Why don't they give these people bus fare? Hey, here's a bus ticket for Fresno. It's cheaper there. Anything. But they don't want to do that. These aren't homeless people who are getting up every single morning and going to work and then coming back and pooping on the sidewalk and sleeping in a doorway. You understand that, right? And apparently this guy from The Guardian doesn't seem to get that. These aren't hardworking poor people. These are homeless people who don't choose to work and who are going to be crapping in doorways because that's it. That's all they got. And having some kind of people on a poop patrol cleaning up the poop doesn't solve the problem. I am currently training a puppy, all right? If I just cleaned up his poop and didn't change his behavior and work on training him, and by the way, he's picked this up very quickly, but if I wasn't constantly watching him, telling him where I want him to poop versus, you know, just letting him poop everywhere and just following behind him and cleaning up, how would I ever solve the problem? I wouldn't. It's the same with homeless people. They don't want to live like the rest of us do. And these do-gooders have to understand it. They have two options. They can either understand that homeless people don't want to do what we did to get the houses we have, or they can take homeless people in. I would like to see every do-gooder politician in California taking at least one homeless person into their spare room, guest house, whatever, and that would change things overnight, but that will never happen. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget, today, Monday, August 20th, my show goes to 2 hours, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on 670 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. I'm very excited about it. You can get some local talk back in your mornings. I know many of you have missed local talk in the morning, so if you're driving to work in the 8 o'clock hour, you'll be able to hear me, and of course, in the 9 o'clock hour. Also, it's a lot of fun. Don't forget to check out HeidiHarris.com. Sign up for my free newsletter. Also pick up a copy of my brand-new book. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head, Blowbacks, Setbacks, and Comebacks in Vegas Radio. It's a pretty interesting read, and it's getting great reviews. Pick it up at HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scott. Well. Wow.